tonight to you father so thankful lord for for you just reaching down and lifting us up father and turning our lives around and god placing us on the rock of the revelation of your word for this hour lord what a privileged people we are tonight god knowing who we are by the revelation of your word god i thank you tonight lord what a happy people we should be lord Worshippers of the one true living God tonight, and we come before your throne. God, to make love to you, to worship you, Lord. Oh, to let go of our cares, let go of our worries and our frets and our difficulties. Lord, just enter in for the next little while, Father, and hear what the word would speak to us about. Oh, Father, how we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word, this message you've given us. Father, may you just anoint our ears to hear tonight. Anoint the lips of the speaker to speak, Lord. We just give this service to you. We pray that you'll order to receive all the honor and the glory, Father, from it. And God, may the church of the living God be edified tonight. Lord, those here locally, those who are streaming in, those who would watch the archives later, God, may they be blessed by the word that's being preached in this hour, Lord. So we just commit this time to you now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to look in Revelation 3. We'll look here in verse 14. Great to have all our cruisers home. Good to have the church packed out tonight on a Wednesday night with so many going to Brother Ron's meetings. I'm going to play the politician. We love you and we're glad you're here tonight. But that's not really politician. We do love you and we're glad you're here tonight. You know, one thing I get from watching Brother Ron, he loves his people. And you know, and we're all built different, but in our own way, in our own, we, we love each and every one of you. You're all special to us. Uh, I couldn't imagine being in another place at another church, fellowshipping, worshiping with another group of people. So, guys, you're stuck. So while we're stuck, let's just enjoy it. Amen. Let's look here in the Word tonight. I want to speak to you on something. We'll, we'll read the Scripture, then I'll give my title. But verse 14, And unto the church, or to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans, write these things, saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou art cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, I am increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Notice the Laodicean attitude toward the word of God. And then it says, Now I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. And white raiment, and that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him, and I will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and I am set down with my father in his throne. Verse 22, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. We're not going to try to hold you too very long tonight, but just to kind of give you an update, we were in Arizona this past weekend at the Tucson Tabernacle, had two services there, and we had just a tremendous time. 
with the believers there, and they really uh, just enjoyed the word. And we had a, a little prayer line Sunday evening after service, and I got a text a little earlier today from Brother Aaron Guerra. He said, my daughter wanted to let you know that that spirit of oppression that you prayed for left her, and she's delivered, and they're just rejoicing there with that. So we thank you for that because we can't go on our own. It's your prayers. It's uh, we as a family, a church family. When I go, I represent each and every one of you here. And so we're just honored that God would see fit to use us in that capacity. So we had a great time, but it falls our lot tonight to speak to you. And we're just looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us. And let me get my timer started here. But I want to speak to you tonight on listen to the voice. Notice I didn't say listen to a voice, but listen to the voice. So we know that there's many voices in the land today, but we want to make sure that we're listening to the voice. The Bible will tell us here in John 10 and verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. Okay? Come on, sheep. This is going to be class participation tonight. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Now, this word here means the same word that you find here in John and here in Revelation 3.22. It means to attend to, to consider what is or has been said, to perceive the sense of what is being said or to understand. So it's one thing to hear the audible voice, but it's another thing to understand, to consider, to attend to. And we understand that sheep may hear a lot of voices. You ever been around sheep? All they do is sheep music. Bad, bad, however sheep act. I don't know. I've not been around them, but, but they hear all these voices, but they only hear the voice of the shepherd. See, they only attend to the voice of their shepherd. They only perceive what is being said when the shepherd speaks to them. See, the sheep, they may hear a lot of voices, but that's the only voice that really matters to them. See, their safety does not rely in knowing all the other voices. Their safety lies in knowing that all the other voices is not the voice of the shepherd. Come on, sheep, I'm talking to you tonight. I'm preaching to you tonight. And you're sheep tonight, and there's all kind of voices in the land, and your safety does not depend on all these other voices. Your safety tonight depends on that you know that all these other voices is not the voice of the shepherd because the shepherd is here to guide you. The shepherd is the voice of truth. The shepherd is the voice of protection. The shepherd is the voice of safety. The shepherd is the voice of life. And my sheep hear my voice. They attend to, they understand, they perceive what the spirit, what the voice is relating to. Notice now, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. And I love this next part. Put this up there if you don't mind. And I know them. Come on, sheep. You know, it's one thing for you to claim I know God. I hear his voice, but it's another thing when that God, the great almighty, the creator of heaven's earth, when he knows you tonight. Oh, you can hear his voice, but it's one thing for you to hear his voice. It's another thing for him to know you. And that word know there means to have knowledge of. He has knowledge of you. He's acquainted with you. I say, oh, glory to God tonight. What a people we are to be known by the shepherd, to know them no matter where we are, whatever we're in, the struggles of life. He gave a word to us. I'll not lose one of mine. I'll leave the 99 and I'll go after that one lost sheep because that sheep I'm acquainted with that sheep I know that sheep and though that sheep may be lost 
though that sheep may not find its way back for a long time, he said, I'll not lose one. I'll not lose one because my sheep will hear my voice. Oh, don't you worry about your loved one tonight. If they're sheep tonight, you got a promise. I'll lay the promise before Almighty God. Say, God, I claim it tonight. I'm your sheep. I'm the sheep of the pastor. You're the sheep gate, Lord. I'm trusting for you to keep your word tonight. Now, now, notice we find in Matthew 7 and 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Watch all these goats start jumping up. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. I never had knowledge, Brother Aaron, of you. I never was acquainted with you. Because they were never sheep. Because my sheep hear my voice and I know them. I'm not speaking to the Matthew, Matthew 7, 22, 23 group tonight. I'm speaking to true sheep. I'm speaking to those who have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, we find here in the message, uh, the Ephesian church age, Brother Brandon would say this. He said, it may be that millions will hear these words. Let me back up. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. It may be that millions will hear these words or read them, but how many will pay heed to them? That we do not know, but we, but listen what he says now. But he who will lend his ear and want to know the words of truth will find the Spirit of God enlightening him. Oh, my, why are you here tonight? Because there's a deep calling. Because there's something inside of you wanting to know the truth. There's something pulsating within. You didn't put it there. Man didn't put it there. Your favorite preacher didn't put it there. The prophet of God didn't put it there. But God Almighty put it there before the foundation of the world. And when you hear the word come forth, what is it? It begins to draw on that seed on the inside of you. And it draws you to God. And the spirit of God begins to enlighten you. It begins to revelate you. And you become stimulated by revelation. I believe the word today can still stimulate people. It can stimulate the young. It can stimulate the old. It can stimulate the middle age. I believe the word of God is still in effect today. I believe we got life-changing power in this message. If we'll just recognize it didn't come from a seventh grade Kentucky. It came from Almighty God. God Almighty dropped down in this hour, in this age, in this dispensation. And he broke the seals off the book. And he revealed them to a special class of people. But if you can listen to the voice, you will hear, not Joe Adams tonight, you can hear the voice of God speaking to you. Notice what he says. Now, if your ears open to the word, the spirit of God will make the word real to you. If your ears open, not shut off, not closed to it, but if your ear is open to the word, the spirit of God will make the word real to you. Now, that is the work of the spirit. He goes, I can teach you the truth, but if you don't open your ear to it and your heart to receive it, you won't get the revelation. So some of us, sometimes we walk into church and we shut down on the minister because we got a bad day, right? Like Brother Branham talked about Sarah, she wasn't in any form to receive the visitation. That happens. That's just humanity. But don't let that be every service. 
I mean, come on, let's come with an appetite to receive. Let's come with ears that can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Then the prophet of God will tell us how tragic it is. This is the Ephesian church age. How tragic it is that the first age did not listen to the Spirit. Instead, it listened to man. But thank God in the last days, there will be a group rise up. The true bride of the last day, she will listen to the spirit. In that day of gross darkness, the light will return by their pure word and will return to the power of Pentecost to welcome back the Lord Jesus. Now here we're talking about the Ephesian age, the first messenger being Paul, Paul being the one who founded the church, who established the church in just a few short years, 30 years at the establishment of the church. The people begin to get away from that voice, that anointed voice, that anointed messenger, that anointed servant of God, and they begin to listen to the voice of man. And the prophet of God will say how tragic it is that that church age refused to hear the voice of God. And they went off with the voice of man. Let me tell you, Laodicea. Let me tell you, church of the living God. Don't you be heeding to all these other voices. But give credence to one voice. And that's the voice of our beloved. Notice what he says now. The Ephesian age means aimed at but relaxed. The high aspirations of this age that had begun with the fullness of the Spirit, the depth of God, whereby they were aiming at the high calling of God and began to give way to less watchful attitude. Let's just be an outlander to us. Don't you get lax. Stay home on Wednesday night just because you don't, this doesn't work out. You done forgot your peanut butter at home or Walmart or wherever it is. Any kind of excuse you can put there. I've seen a man stand behind the pulpit service after service after service for two solid years with stage four lymphomic cancer. And I'm telling you, we're without excuse tonight. Oh, you play games tonight. You can play games. But one day there's going to be a calling and those are going to stand before the judgment seat of God. And you either make your calling sure now or you'll be refused on that day. So we find here, notice, they begin to have a less ardent following of Jesus Christ began to manifest itself as an omen that in the future ages, the physical vehicle called the church would sink to the awfulness of the death of Satan. It had become relaxed and was drifting. Already the age was backsliding. It left its first love. A mere 30 years. We're 59 years since 65. And if this church age had already drifted away from its voice, what about this age? That's why it's so imperative and so paramount that we hear the voice of God. And not just hear it to say, well, I listened to a tape today. But I mean hear it. I mean pour yourself into it. I mean become the word. The prophet of God said you become the word as you receive the word. And how do you receive the word? By hearing the word. By attending to the word. By allowing that word to bring correction, to bring encouragement, to straighten your life out. It's no longer man's idea or the denominational idea or the traditional idea passed down from generation to generation. But you buck all that. And you hear the voice of the Lord. Notice now, but he said in the last days, in the, in the age of gross darkness, God has already decreed that there will be a true bride rise up. Oh, that's when you can shout tonight. There's going to be a true bride rise up. She ain't going to fall like that first bride fell, but she's going to stay true to the word. 
Because why? Because she will hear only what the Spirit is saying. She will hear the voice of God in this age. I say, what a bride. What a bride. I'm talking about you tonight. What a bride. I no longer call you church, but I call you bride tonight. Let me tell you, that wasn't William Branham. That was Almighty God showing a separation. Why? Because you didn't give over to the voice of denomination. You refused that voice. And you you went with the voice of God. And he separated you. And he gave you a new distinction tonight. And he calls you the bride of Jesus Christ. I said, oh, what a bride tonight. What a people tonight. You've been called by Almighty God. This bride, she's not following the voices of man. She's not looking after the voices of psychology and ideologies and dogmas and traditions that's been passed down from one generation to the next generation. She's following the voice of her beloved. John 5 and verse 19. And then answered Jesus and he said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself But what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. The Son didn't do anything separate from the Father. And Brother Brother Brandon will tell us in an exposition of the seven church ages, he says, now notice the harmony of the Father and the Son. The harmony. They were in mutual agreement. Jesus never did anything until it was first showed him by the Father. And he says, now this harmony is now to exist between the groom and his bride. He shows her his word of life. She receives it. All right? She never doubts it. Therefore, nothing can harm her, not even death. The word is in the bride as it was in Mary. The bride has the mind of Christ, for she knows what he wants done with the word. She performs the command of the word in his name, for she has, thus saith the Lord. Notice where the word is. The word is in the bride. What is the word? The word is Christ. Christ is the anointing. That means that the authority is in the bride tonight. The power to manifest the word is in the bride tonight. The miraculous is in the bride tonight. The supernatural is in the bride tonight. Healing is in the bride tonight. Deliverance is in the bride tonight. Whatever you have need of, it lays in the bride tonight. If you'll just recognize who you are. And I'm here to tell you, there's a voice speaking to you tonight. He said, those in the bride do only his will. No one can make them do otherwise. Not even their favorite preacher. They have, thus saith the Lord, or they keep still. Notice now, Revelations 2 and verse 11. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Every single age has the same admonition to the people of every age. You go through Revelations 2, and you go all the way through Revelations 3, and you find at the end of every age, to he that hath an ear. Because there's going to be a people out of every age that hears what the Spirit's saying. There's going to be somebody that's going to hear the voice of God. And not just hear it, but line up to it. He says, but it's absolutely impossible for all men to hear what the Spirit says to the, other, to, to the different ages. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 6. Now, this is in the message of the Ephesian church age, or the Smyrna church age. He says, now, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect? 
Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that came to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. Not those great men, they didn't know these things. For had they known them, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Come on, bride, you that love him tonight. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. The only way that we can know the spiritual things is because the Spirit of God is in us. And now, verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Now let's look over here in Matthew 13 and verse 13. I'm building my foundation if that's all right this evening. I got a little bit more time. We were good. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not. So it's more than just having eyes to see and ears to hear. Because hearing they hear not, neither, neither do they understand. And in them is filled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and you shall not understand. And seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their ear or their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand what the heart or with their heart, and should be converted and I should heal them. But blessed are your ears and your eyes, for they see and your ears, for they hear. See, not everybody can receive this revelation tonight, but he says, blessed are your eyes, because your eyes can see. See beyond the veil. You're looking beyond the man, and you're looking at the spirit, which is anointing that man to preach the word. And he says, blessed are your ears to hear, because you're not hearing the audible voice of Joe Adams tonight, or Tim Pruitt, or Aaron Oglesby, or your favorite preacher. You are hearing the voice of God. And I say, blessed be you tonight, bride of Jesus Christ. You have been anointed for this hour. You have been predestinated for this moment. That should make you rejoice tonight. He said, it is most evident from these scriptures that no man of himself can hear God. That ability has to be given him to God. Or of God, excuse me. That ability has to be given him of God. And that's why we would find in Matthew 16, Jesus speaking to Simon. He says, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed these things to you. These things were not revealed just by doing a casual study. Just because you got the table on your computer or on your phone or on your tablet or wherever it is. It's revealed by God. Because there's somebody that's going to hear the voice in this hour. Now listen to what he says here in the Samaritan church. Age. Look, I may get a little bit Pentecostal here in a minute. So y'all can get with me. You can like, brother, I ain't going to say it. I'm just going to keep on preaching. This ain't my church. 
But he says, putting these verses together, we can see that there is only one group of people. Woo! Come on, get with me tonight. One group of people, and that a very special group of people who are able to hear what the Spirit is saying in each age. It is one special group that receives a revelation of that age. I say, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord tonight. You're not in the denomination. You're not there in the Baptist. You're no longer in the Catholic system. You're not there in the, Met- in the Methodist or whatever it may be. No, you're a special group of people who have been anointed in this hour to hear what the, fear, the Spirit is saying to this age he said that group is of God because the the other group cannot hear see he said that group is of God because the group that cannot hear is not of God they are the ones who have the spirit of God they are the ones who are born of God they are baptized into the body of the Lord Jesus Christ by his spirit they are baptized with the Holy Ghost so when you get up in the morning and you don't feel like you're a believer. You don't feel like you're a Christian. You don't feel like you got the Holy Ghost. Just come back to what the Word just said about you. You're a special group of people. Because why? Because your ears have been anointed to hear this Word. Listen to what he says in the exposition of the church. He says, the church is made up good and bad. The church is made up of good and bad. Two vines make up the church. They are like the wheat and the tares growing side by side. But one is true, the other is false. Now, God will speak to each one, and he will talk about each one. He will call them church, but only the elect will really know which is the true spirit. That's why some people can sit here, and you talk about Cain and Abel, and they always identify with Cain. But the true spirit's going to identify with Abel. Judas and Jesus. That false spirit is always going to identify with the Judas. But that true spirit is going to identify with this word, with Christ, with Jesus. And we look here in Revelation of Jesus Christ, paragraph 96. The book of Revelation, Brother Tim brought this out the other day. And yeah, I took it. I'll put it right here because it's just pertinent. He says, now the book of Revelation has more symbols in it than all the rest of the books in the Bible. It has more symbols because it is the book of prophecy. And if I recall correctly, your pastor said, that is your book. Come on, church. Don't make me do all the preaching tonight. That is your book. It's a book of prophecy. It's revealing to an end time people exactly what's going to come on this earth and what's going to foreshadow you as a body. You're not being left here, but God's already predestinated your body change. He's already predestinated that moment where you'll be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Get your eyes off the chaos around you and look to what the word said. You're a special group of people. Notice now, the book of Revelation has more symbols in it than all the rest of the books in the Bible. It has more symbols because of the book of prophecy. It's a prophetic book. Therefore, it has to be understood by a prophetic class. This book is not meant for everybody. See, there's nobody can understand it, Harley. This book is made for a certain class of people. Oh, my, 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 my. You are that special class. All the devil's told you you ain't going to mount too much. The devil told you you're never going to get it. You never had it to begin with. You're some low-down scoundrel. But the word here we find is to a special class of people, a special group of believers. Oh, church, let me just tell you, that's shouting grounds tonight. 
to recognize who you are. You're not just some castaway. You're not here by accident tonight. But God called you as a special group. Not everybody can be a part of that special group. Not everybody is a part of that prophetic class. But you are. You are that bride that's been ordained not to fall like the first thief. You are that group that's been predestinated by Almighty God to rise above it all. You are that elect true church that can and does hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You are that prophetic class. Oh, hallelujah. You are the one that spoke about in the end time that there's going to be an overcomer. And when I grant to sit with me in my throne as I have overcame and sat down with my father in his throne, I'm talking to an overcoming group tonight, a special group tonight. Hell don't have enough to stop this overcoming group tonight because you have a prophetic class. If Satan could stop, he would have already stopped it. But he can't stop what God's promised. Oh, you're going to overcome this age of complete darkness. You're going to overcome an age of complete apostasy. You're going to overcome when sin has reached its zenith. You're going to overcome in in Satan's Eden because you have been anointed to listen to the voice. Christ's mystery of God revealed. He told Eve, don't do this and don't do that. And you can do this and you can do that. And you young people are like, yeah, sounds like my mama. Don't do this. Don't do that. You can do this, but you can't do that. But Satan says, oh, but you know. You know, you got some friends like that, don't you? They make real friends. And Brother Brown says she turned around and she listened to him. And she knew what to do because she heard the voice. Because Adam was lip to ear with Almighty God. But Eve, in the last day, now this is your prophet talking about you. Special group, prophetic class. But the Eve, in the last day, is not going to do it because she's predestinated not to do it. Yes, sir, God is going to do it. He knows he'll have a church that will be without spot or wrinkle. She is going to stand there in the splendor of him. His word made manifest. Oh, church of the living God, tonight you can't fall. Oh, my. I know some of you worried about losing the Holy Ghost. Some of you worried about this and you're worried about that and worried about what happened a couple weeks ago at camp. If you're going to lose it, you can't fall. Oh, he told you, you have been predestinated not to fall. Quit worrying about falling. Put your promise, put your faith in the promise of God. You engross yourself in this word. Let me tell you, and this word will change you tonight. He said, to every age we hear the same truth. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. But only, listen, only a Spirit-filled man can hear the revelation for that age. I've got a question for you. Have you heard? That's a weak yeah. Have you heard tonight? Have you heard what the Spirit of God has said to you in this hour? Oh, my. Only the spirit field can hear it. Only the spirit field can receive it. He said, none other can. No, sir, they cannot because this is exactly what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 6 through 16. See, now this ought to make you rejoice. Now, that's your prophet. Now, if we have ears that can hear what the spirit is saying in this age at this time, not former ages, 
not through previous messengers, but in this hour, in this age, through this anointed ministry, that should make you shout tonight. That should make you rejoice. Now, whatever form of rejoicing you do, that's upon you. But you got to do more than just sit there like a bump on a pickle. No, it should make you rejoice that I have been predestinated to hear the greatest message ever hit the face of this earth. God looked around all the masses and he chose you tonight. He chose you to be able to receive, not just hear it, but to hear it, to receive it, to attend to it, to understand what is being said to this generation, to this special group of prophetic class of people. Oh, my. You know what? This church, we ran for a whole lot less than that. That should make you run. Now, I'm not trying to get you all motivated and excited, but I'm here to tell you. I told you, I may get a little Pentecostal because this excites me. See, we have the understanding. We have received the revelation of God's word today. Our, this message has become open. See, the opening of the word, if you've received the opening, the expounding of the word, this is no longer a closed book. It's become an open book. And you see not only Jesus Christ through the scriptures, but you see yourself in the word. You can be there just like John said, I saw all of heaven heard I, John, shout. When John saw his name in the book, that was shouting grounds. He had a reason to rejoice. I'm talking to you, John. John typed out the bride, and I'm talking to the bride of Evening Light Tabernacle tonight. That should make you rejoice tonight, knowing that you see yourself in the Word. You have received the opening of the Word, and we're not feeding on the words of a man, but we are feeding on the unfailing Word of the body Word of the Son of Man tonight. The Word is being revealed to an end-time people. The Word is being revealed. Not just to, let me put it like this, the Word is being revealed in an end-time people. Why do you believe the things you believe? Because the word is being revealed. Oh. The spirit-filled man can hear that revelation. You know, when I first came to this church, man, I didn't understand nothing. All this Brother Branham this and Brother Branham that, and I didn't have a clue, Brother Aaron. But I knew something was calling me here. I've been in Baptist. I've been in the Pentecost. I've been in the Methodist. I've been in the Presbyterian. But there was something different. I didn't understand all the stuff I was hearing. I was like, man, what is all this? But I sat there long enough. I gave my ear to it. I had my share of some shakes and some valleys and some battles I had to work through, some doubts and some this and some that to make sure that I believed that the message was true. But you know what? I didn't have to make myself believe. God began to reveal those things. And when that word becomes a revelation to you, nothing can shake you off that foundation. And that's what I'm telling tell you tonight. When I heard the voice of the Lord, I, it wasn't the voice of Tim Pruitt, though he's got a great ministry. It wasn't that voice or Wayne Lawson or Ron Spencer or whoever you want 
going to put there. It wasn't their voice. It was the voice of the Lord that spoke to my heart. I didn't know what I was looking at, but I knew it was the voice. I knew that God came down and he changed my life around. And I'm here to tell you tonight, that same God that worked that in me is the same God that planted you here tonight. That's why you're here. It's no longer mama's religion or daddy's religion or granddaddy's religion and mama's religion. It's become your God because you have heard his voice. There's a young people in this hour who is hearing the voice of the Lord and their lives have been changed and they're manifesting the revealed word for this hour. No people want to claim Brother Brown didn't get emotional, Brother Joe. You just got to stop all that. I'm so glad y'all asked that question. I got a quote for you. I actually got a few, but I'm going to give you one. He says, now everywhere this is in, let us see God. How many want to see him? Everywhere you look, you can see God. If you'll just look into his nature. He said, God above us, God with us, God in us. God in his creation, or above his creation, in his creation. And then God in his people, God in his word, and God in his people. He says, now, and I will get, he goes, and a, he goes, and a while I got all filled up going to tell you something. He goes, then you'll know that I'm a real Baptist. So me and Brother Brandon on the same wavelength. We're real Baptists. He says, now, while I was looking at that, I got so full of the Holy Ghost until I set my gun against a tree, and I run around a tree just as hard as I could, kicking one foot up in the air. Woo! Woo! Brother Joe, you need to calm down. That's out of church order. Well, you need to get into the Word. He said, I was kicking one foot up in the air, screaming to the top of my voice, hollering, hallelujah, 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 just around and around and around till I almost fell down. You know what? He wasn't caught up in the spirit. There was a little bit of humanity in that. He almost fell down. But he says, I did. I just threw my hand straight up and down. And he goes, I began to holler, glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, just as hard as I could run. I couldn't think of nothing else to say. My heart was bubbling over. The deep calling to the deep. I heard God out yonder in the way that maybe that you, you wouldn't hear him. But to me, he was in his universe calling back. I'm the God of creation. I made all things by my hand. Yes, if somebody would have come in those woods, they'd have thought there was a maniac in the woods. And you probably think there's one on this pulpit tonight. Around and around and around that tree I went, just having a glorious time. Oh, some of you critics need to just shake yourself a little bit and, and try to get into the spirit. Well, I just don't want to have to work myself up. Well, maybe you need to try for a minute. You don't step behind this pulpit all anointed the first 15 minutes. You work at it. It's the same way in worship service. That song leader don't come out here just all jacked up. He works at it. He's given it. It's a, it's a sacrifice. A sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of worship. Oh, but you get there and you get in there and you begin to worship. And you begin to call on God. And you can begin to put, yeah, you got to put a little humanity into it. But oh, let me tell you, that the Spirit of God begins to fall. And then all of a sudden it takes that humanity apart. It takes that, that emotion apart. And you begin to be caught up in the Spirit. And then you begin to preach things that you didn't know was there. Your God begins to pull you to somebody's knee. What is it I'm talking to you about? I'm talking about allowing the Spirit of God to move through you and to work through you and to create an atmosphere to where the Almighty God can come down and speak to a people. 
and the people can hear the voice of a living God. Not a voice of yesterday, but a day God, a now God, a living voice, a living God with living signs and living miracles. The same God that met that young lady last weekend in Arizona who had a spirit of oppression and now she's delivered because there was a voice came down. Notice, because what I was in God's cathedral, I could see him everywhere. The sun, the streaks coming through the woods, the rainbow yarner, the wolf hollering, the elk hollering. I could hear him in the winds. Oh my, everywhere. Now if a prophet of God could act that way in the woods because he could see God in his creation. What about us who's been anointed, elected to see God in his word? See, clouds can overshadow the bright sun. And you may miss God there, but you won't miss him in his word. Oh, if he can act like that there, what about us here tonight to recognize you have been called to receive this word? Oh, my. It does something for me. It does something for me. Listen, let me get to this. My, my, my. I need a, a two-hour service tonight. Y'all good for that? Just kidding. Listen what he says here. This is in Smyrna Church Age. I'm going to slow this down for a minute and teach this if I can, Brother Aaron. He that, let's look at this. He that hath an ear. Now, how many of you got ears? Amen. Not these two, but you got ears. You're hearing what the Spirit. You know, so slang saying, you, you picking up what I'm putting down? That's what I'm talking about tonight. He that hath an ear, let him, singular. All right, let him, singular, hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Notice here that Jesus, by the Spirit in every age, addresses himself to only one person. One person relative to the word for that age. Only one messenger for each age receives what the Spirit has to say to that age. And that one messenger is the messenger to the church. Not people, not the eighth messenger. We don't need that one. We don't need people picking up and finishing where the prophet of God stopped. We don't need that one. One messenger to one church to one age. All right? He speaks for God by revelation to the churches, both true and false. The message is then broadcast to all, but though it is broadcast for all who come in within range of the message, that message is received. I want you to clue in right here. Everybody clued in. Everybody clued in. I need everybody right here. All right, listen. That message is received individually by only a certain qualified group in a certain way. I'm trying to show you who you are. That message is received individually only or only to a certain qualified group in a certain way. Each individual of that group is one who has the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying by the way of the messenger. Those who hear are not getting their own private revelation. Nor is the group getting their collective revelation, but each person is hearing and receiving what the messenger has already received from God. So can I break that down for you just a few minutes? 
Because I told you I was going to teach you. So I want to just work on this principle here. Now notice, those who hear are not getting their own private revelation. Brother Ben hears, Brother Joseph hears, and they get their own private little revelation. Or Brother Jackson, Brother Aaron, Brother Joe, different ones. We get a collective revelation. And we put it together and see what it all says. No, he says, that's not what's happening. You're not getting your own private revelation. You're not getting a collective revelation, but each person is hearing and receiving what the messenger has already received from God. So now, if that's the case, it begs the question, why are there so many groups around or associated with this message? Why is there a thunders group? Why is there a Perusia group? Why is there a two souls group and a return group and all these different groups and all these different revelations? So did they hear the voice, the same voice, and they come away, all these figureheads of these, these groups, did they hear the same voice and all of them come away with their own idea? I'm going to say it like this. If that is the case and we got one message to each age, then if those groups and, and, and their ideas were so paramount, why didn't a prophet of God found the thunder group? Why didn't he establish the Perusia group? Why didn't he establish the two-soul group and the return group? Why didn't he establish all that if we're receiving the same voice that the messenger received? One message. One messenger from Almighty God, dispersed out to a special group of people. Galatians 1.9, the prophet of God, or the Bible would tell us, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, which that would I have received, let him be a curse. This is Paul. Paul's your first church age messenger. We're preaching the same thing Paul preached. We don't have a different idea. We don't have a different doctrine. We don't have a different dogma. We don't have a different creed. We have nothing different than what Paul preached. And Paul said, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than what I've already preached, let him be a curse. And that word a curse there means without hope of being redeemed. My, 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 that's a strong, strong indictment. But he said, if you're a Christian, you will get back to what the Spirit is teaching. That is the word of this age. Every messenger to every age will preach that word. Every fresh and true revival will be because men have gotten back to the word for their age. Why is that revival even like tabernacle? Because it ain't about man's ideas. It's not about uh, kingdom building and all these other things. It's about preaching the gospel. It's about preaching the word that Paul preached. It's about preaching the word that Arrhenius preached. And all these different messages down through the ages. It's about preaching that same word. And that's what we're doing. You're a special group of people to be privileged to hear what the Spirit is saying in this hour. And the Spirit, Revelation 22 and verse 17, the Spirit and the bride are saying something. They're not saying two different things. They're saying the same thing. They're saying come. They're saying it's the same word. It's the same message. They're not saying come to my group. They're not saying come to my church. They're just saying come. Come. Come and receive of the waters of life. Come and taste and see what is being preached. That is the realities of a living God. Notice each age had its own elect. And that elect group always heard the word and received it, proving that they had the seed in them. 
But there's so many voices in the land today. Some of you got your iPhones handy? That's a voice. Got your iPad handy? That's a voice. Some of you got those special anointed monitors at home that pick up Hulu and Netflix and all these other things? That's a voice. You got your reels and you got all these other little things. You got your, all that social media stuff? That's a voice. And all these voices are vying for your attention. All of them. I like how Brother Aaron, he really thumped you young people a while back. Talking about all these reels. Y'all got all these little songs. You would never turn to the country western station. I don't mean country western. Country music station and your rock station and your rap station on your radio. But you got all these reels and you just singing along, happy-go-lucky, thinking everything's hunky-dory. It's a voice. Don't be gloating that you know all that garbage. You should be ashamed. You're exactly right. But it's a voice. And that voice is vying for your attention. And so is the voice of our beloved. He's vying for your attention. He's vying. He has come service after service. He has nudged you. He has moved upon you. He has done everything he can to get you to respond to the word. Now notice the last warning in Laodicea. Let he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Oh, Revelations 10, 7. I'm going to start wrapping this up. I'm not closing. I'm descending. I flew out to Arizona, and I flew back, and before I landed, they told me, we're going to start our descent. I said, all right. You know what they do when they descend? They pull back the throttle, and they slow down a little bit. I can't promise you that. We're going to start our descent. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared unto his servants the prophets, Notice now verse 8, and the voice which I heard. John is hearing a voice. This ain't the voice of a man. John is hearing a voice which I heard from heaven. Spake unto me and said, go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and I said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, that Thou must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Now, the seventh angel has already sounded. I hope none of you are looking for the eighth messenger. He's already sounded. He's not coming back to finish. He's already preached his message. And let me just tell you, and we have already received it. All right? That voice behind him sounded. It wasn't that seventh angel. When he began to sound, it was a voice sounding out from him. He received that revelation from God, and he delivered that revelation to the elect. Now, let me just show you. Can I show you something here that this message was not the message of a prophet, of William Branham? It wasn't his message. I want to show you. There's a quote here. Wow, here it is. Looking to the unseen. While you're standing on your feet, you can stay seated. Brother Mike, if you want to get up, I saw you about to get up. You're welcome. Just kidding. 
He says, now, while you're standing on your feet praising God, how many wants you that raised your hands a while ago believes that God will hear my prayer for your salvation of your soul? Now, come walking down here now as we sing, and I will praise him. I will praise him. Come on, walk right down the aisles here now, right down to receive Jesus. Keep your hands up. Keep looking to the unseen. That little pulsation in your heart, come moving right on down. He's pulsating to you. I'm the Lord that raised up Christ from the grave. I'm the one that sent the Holy Ghost. I'm the one that gave the promise. Brother Branham has nothing to do with this. I have. He surrendered his life to me. I'm using his spirit. I'm talking through his lips. That's me. I'm the Lord. I'm telling you, he didn't receive this message of himself. And when he was going to open the seals, when he was to go down there, he said the angel of the Lord met him in the closet. He would have made a horrible mistake. What am I telling you, church? We didn't receive the message from a man, but we have heard from the voice of God him this hour. You have heard that supernatural voice. And it declares to you tonight that you are a supernatural people. And that voice is giving instructions. Take the book. Eat the book. Become the book. Prophesy again. Well, you say, well, the message was only for the prophet. No, it wasn't only for the prophet. He said the anointed man, now the anointed people. The anointed man, now the anointed people. You got a responsibility. You got a responsibility to let this message live out through your life. Let it manifest. Let it be a living voice because you have heard the voice of God. This bride has heard from her beloved. She has taken that book. She has eaten that book. And she is prophesying. She is prophesying. That's why you can come and stand here and you can walk away delivered. You can come and stand here and you can walk away healed. You can stand here and you can have demons cast out of you. Because this bride has taken that book and she's become the word for this hour. Not because she heard the man's voice. Let me just say this. If you only heard the voice of William Branham, you missed it. If you only have heard that, and that's all this message means to you, I'm sorry to disappoint you at such a late hour, but you have missed it. Look, we didn't, we're not falling in love with William Branham. We didn't fall in love with Eliezer, but we have fallen in love with Isaac, the one that he told us about, the one that he showed us about, the one that he made complain to us. He told us about his goodness. He told us about his mercy. He's told us about his love, and we have fallen in love with what he told us about, not the man that's taking us to our bridegroom but we fall in love with the bridegroom in this hour church we appreciate the man we appreciate the ministry but I didn't fall in love with him I fell in love with my Isaac but that's the problem with so many people they got their eyes on a man and they deify the man and when you deify the man you miss the voice of God You can't hear the voice because all you hear is the voice of a man. That's why so many multitudes are pushing play because they refuse to hear the voice of the five-fold ministry. The voice of God. I have established pastors, preachers, teachers, evangelists, and missionaries. God established that. That's his voice. He didn't have to get to the seventh hour, the seventh age, and back up and change his program because a five-fold ministry can't straighten it out. And now we got to push play? No, you're hearing the wrong voice. And I'm not trying to be hurtful, but I'm just trying to be plain. we got to hear the voice of God. 
Revelation 3 and verse 20. We're slow pulling back one more time here. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear, if any man will attend to my voice, I will open the door and I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me and to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame and I am set down with my father in his throne, he that hath an ear, let him hear, let him attend, let him perceive, let him understand, let him take knowledge of what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He's compelling everyone. If you can hear tonight, open the door. If you can hear tonight, open the door. See, God uses man. Man is God's vessel. And we may pick that up at another time, but let me bring this down, down, start bring this down to a close. But before we do, Brother Brown will say, he is veiled with natural veil before he could speak the word to the people. Now God has to veil himself as, to, as he promised in human flesh. I'm looking at God tonight, but he's veiled in a lot of different forms. Some short, some tall. We ain't going to go no further. We good. We ain't going to pick on none of y'all. Me and Aaron right here tonight. But we're all different. But yet, he's veiled right here tonight. Think about it. Amen. The voice. Almighty God is veiled in your humanity. But many times we get hung up, Brother Aaron, on this. Some of you get hung up on the veil. You get hung up because you know what? He ain't my favorite preacher. And then, because you come in with such an attitude, you miss the voice. Well, he's too loud. He's too evangelistic. You miss the voice. Or peradventure, he's too boring. Puts me to sleep. You miss the voice. Or let's put it like this one, because this is a good one. You get closer to a preacher... You begin to know that preacher ain't perfect. How many of you out here are perfect? I got no takers. Don't you even think about it. Same time for Mississippi to come out. None of us are perfect. But yet we put the ministry right up here in the perfect part of the pyramid. The PPs, perfect preachers, right there. I just made that up and it fit perfect. And then when that preacher, you see his humanity. Oh, you see things in his home. You see things that he's doing or maybe his kids are doing or maybe his wife is doing. And all of a sudden he stands behind this sacred desk and he's preaching contrary to what's being done at home. You don't receive. Because you're focused on the man. You're focused on the veil and you miss the voice. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, but it's the truth. You've got to separate the vessel. And you've got to separate the veil from the voice. And say, God, I come to hear from you tonight. He may not be your favorite preacher. He may have the worst delivery. His voice may just make your blood curl. Don't you amen that? Good Lord, we're traveling together. But yet, what do we come to the house of God for? To hear the voice. Listen to the voice. You know, 
Let's go on. Whoa, let's go on. Let's bring this down home. Y'all ready to bring this home? We're going to land this plane. We'll pick this up at another time, Lord willing, in the future. Yeah, I'm missing a lot here. Two attorneys were in Alaska. They were doing a lawsuit. This is a true story. Anybody ever heard of David Gibbs, Christian Law Association? It's okay to put your hand up. It's okay. I'm not going to condemn you for listening to him. He's a good man. He was over in Alaska, in Aleutian Islands, and he was doing, him and another attorney were doing a lawsuit, and they were getting ready to leave the Aleutian Islands, come back to Anchorage, Alaska, and then head home. And he had a ticket in his pocket, and this pastor came up to him and said, look, I can save you a bunch of money. He said, well, how's that? He says, I flew a small plane here, and I fly a small plane while I'm here. I can fly you back to Anchorage and save that ticket. You can use it another time. And he's like, oh, he dwelled on it for a minute, and he said, against my better judgment, I agreed. So they went out to the airport. Musicians, won't you make your way back? Give me some preaching music. If that's what y'all call it, preaching chords or whatever, something like that. It's all good. So they went out there, and he took them by the plane, and they looked at the plane. He looked the plane over, you know, like any of us. Man, that plane was shiny. He's like, boy, sure is a shiny plane, Brother Jackson. He didn't, it was all right. Pastor Walk got in the front seat. David Gibbs got in the front seat. The other attorney got in the back seat. They started the plane up. Everything started fine. Motor ran good. Drove it out to the, taxied out a little bit. He said, should we pray? Pastor says, yeah, you can. We don't normally do it. He said, well, we're going to this time. So they prayed and they go out on the runway and the pilot started the plane, started down the runway. They lifted off very gently and they started climbing up. Everything was just wonderful. Everything's just great. Man, they're climbing. This is great. Free trip home. Man, it cost me a dime. This is great. They started to climb about three or four minutes. Something happened. Pilot turned to David Gibbs. He says, we're going into the clouds. He goes, I can't fly in the clouds. The clouds make me pass out. He said, the clouds make you do what? He said, the clouds, Brother Aaron, make me pass out. And he said, now, it's been cloudy all day. He said, they started, and when they got up into the clouds, the pastor turned to look at him. He began to mumble, and his eyes rolled to the back of his head, and he passed out. He said, he took him, and he shook him. Wake up! He said, he passed smooth out cold. And turning in the back said, we're going to die, ain't we? He said, well, it looks to be that way. He said, well, what are we going to do? He goes, I don't know. And got on the radio, and they began to say, hello, 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 hello. They didn't have any radio etiquette. You know, I'd probably be doing a lot worse than that. I don't know what I'd be doing, but they were screaming, hello, hello, hello. Somebody came back on the other end. Don't you guys know any radio etiquette? He said, no, we don't know nothing. Only thing that we know is we don't know how to fly the plane. We don't have a pilot. He's passed out. We don't know plane etiquette. We don't know radio etiquette. We don't know nothing. Only thing that we know is that we're in a bad fix. He says, you mean to tell me you in a plane and your pilot is passed out and you don't know how to fly? He said, that's correct. He goes, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start circling. Come on, y'all going to play me some preaching chords or what? 
I got to beg this up from what? Come on, man. Y'all work with me. We're a team. There you go. Give me some preaching cords. He said, I'm going to start circling because if I get out of range and I'll lose you, you'll not have me again. So he began to circle. He says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get Anchorage Emergency on the line. They're the ones that can help you. They're the ones that will get you home safe. And he said, just, you know, time went by just a little bit. And all of a sudden, Anchorage came on the phone or came on the headset. And he says, now, well, the first thing I got to do is I got to find you. I told you he'll leave the 99. He'll find that one sheep. I don't care if you're fine blind in the clouds. He'll find you. He knows where you are tonight. He says, now, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home, you got to promise me you'll listen to my voice. He said, now, you can't see me, but I can see you. And if I'm going to get you home, you got to promise me you're going to listen to my voice. Come on, young person. Some of y'all made a lot of promises only to break them. But tonight you can promise I'm going to hear your voice. I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to obey your voice. He says, now here's the thing. He goes, you're about four minutes from a mountain. He goes, in about four minutes, you're going to crash. So you need to listen to my voice. And some of you, you're about four minutes from crashing. You're four minutes from burning. But if you can listen to that voice tonight, If you can hear that voice tonight. He says, now, you're four minutes from crashing into that mountain. Follow my voice. The attorney didn't look at him, Brother Aaron, and say, you mean I got to follow this man's voice? Is this even reasonable? I mean, come on, really? The voice of a man, I got to follow this. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know if he's ugly, if he's fat, skinny, whatever. You mean I really got to follow his voice? See, you got to understand, church, without that voice, he had nothing. Without that voice, he had nothing. And I'm here to tell you tonight, without that voice, you have nothing. If you're not hearing that voice tonight, you have nothing. You absolutely have nothing. You're flying blind. Oh, you may be flying, but you don't have a pilot and you don't know how to fly the plane yourself. You're as good as a dead man. Anchorage emergency came on and said, now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freeze all the traffic in the area. He goes, now, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you back to Anchorage. And there's a lot of bad weather between Anchorage and where you are tonight. He says, now, you're in for a rough ride. But he said, now, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on on the outside. See, sometimes we get distracted. We get distracted what's going on in our family. We get distracted about our loved ones. Some of you got kids out in the world. You get distracted by those things, and you start dwelling on those things, and you look away from the voice. But sometimes you need a service to pull you right back into it, energize your faith. He says, now, I don't want you to look at what's going on on the outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm. Just my See, if you start watching a storm, you're going to die. But I'll take you through. And bride of Christ, I don't want you to be looking at all these other things that's going on in our society. 
all this political chaos and all this LBGTQRP stuff and everything else they want to labelize and put it out there. Don't pay attention to all these storms. Don't pay attention to your finances, to your health. Just listen to the voice tonight. Just pay attention. He's the voice that has a responsibility to bring you through. So they froze all the traffic, and when he did, these other other uh, airplane pilots began to come on. These freighters, night freighters, and 747 started talking to him. Guys, we're praying for you. You're going to make it. He came to a service, and he began to get encouraged. You're going to make it, guys. Just listen to the voice. That's the key. Just stay with the voice. And he says, do you realize your head is full of voices? He said, we had in our head minds, oh, why did you get in that plane? You big dummy. You're never going to see your family again. Voices. You're going to crash and burn. You're never going to hold your wife again. You're never going to hold your daughter again. You're never going to tell them you love them. Voices. Voices. All of them trying to be the controlling voice. But God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to lay yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Die daily. Allow him to speak through you. Allow him to look away from the chaos around us and position you back to the word. So they went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more to come. And the voice came back and says, now I'm going to line you up. And I'm going to bring you right down the runway. Oh, I just love how this types so much to what God is doing for his bride. I'm going to bring you, Sister Catherine, right down the runway. Here they were. It was still storming, and they couldn't see just in about 200 feet. They saw the lights. He says, now at the end of the runway, there's a cross. He goes, I want you to remember this. The cross is the way home. God, don't make mistakes, church. The cross is still the way home. He goes, now, I don't want you to forget this. The cross is the way home, and he's bringing them down, and they still can't see anything, and yet he kept telling them, stay with me. Stay with me. You're not home yet, but stay with me. See, even when you can't see God, he's saying, stay with me. Even when you don't feel God, he's saying, stay with me. Even when you find it hard to trust him, he's saying, stay with me. And just a couple hundred feet off the ground, they saw the cross. And the attorney, or David Gibbs, he said, I landed that plane. He said, in fact, I landed it seven times. They bounced all down that runway. He said, when finally, when I brought that plane to a stop, the pilot woke up. But an Anchorage emergency came on the other end. He said, thanks for listening to the voice. He said, thanks for listening to the voice because I watched him crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand that I'm the one that can see them. They can't see me. They get all these voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. And he said, thanks for listening to the voice. So they took David Gibbs and the other attorney took them to a hotel room. I'm sure they were completely exhausted, taxed after all that ordeal. Took them to a hotel. Hopefully the airline played for it. No, it wasn't the airline. He was flying with the pilot, right? It was free. Mercy. He said about 4 o'clock in the morning, there's a knock come to the door. 
he woke, got out of bed and went to open the door. And the voice said, hello, David. He said, you're the voice. He said, yeah. He said, you're the voice. You're the one that got me home. Oh, church, what am I telling you tonight? I'm telling you there's coming a time when we stand before him and you're going to be able to say, you're the voice. You're the one. On a Wednesday night, you're the voice. You're the one I heard. You're the one that got me through the trouble. You're the one that got me through the storm. You're the one that took me through Leonis here. You are that voice. And he's going to say, yes. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter ye into the joys of the Lord. I say, oh, glory to God tonight. Hear the voice, brother and sister. Hear the voice of the Lord. Hear the voice of the hour. He's calling you. He's calling you home tonight. He's calling. He's obligated to take care of you. Listen to the voice. Listen to the voice. Your head is so full of voices. If you just... Just right now, close your eyes and bow your heads just briefly. Your head is so full of voices. And we wonder why our kids are crashing, crashing and burning. We wonder why marriages are shattered. We wonder why people are committing suicide. People are so depressed. Yet he's here to say, stay with me tonight. Stay with me, even like Tabernacle. Stay with me, bride. I'm the voice. I'll bring you home. If you're here tonight, you're here tonight, and you could say, Brother Joe, I've been listening to the voice of depression. I've been listening to the voice of discouragement. Maybe the voice of complexes make you feel where you don't fit in with any group, anybody. You're all alone. Maybe you've been listening to the voice of suicide and you contemplated even taking your own life. Maybe you've been distracted tonight by the voice of reasoning and doubts, wondering whether this message is true or not. Maybe the voice of fear got you so nervous and fretful, afraid, no joy, no peace, everything stripped away. Maybe you listen to the voice of the world going to websites and doing things that you shouldn't. There's a voice behind the voice tonight, church. If you need prayer tonight, you don't have to stay bound by depression, anxiety, struggling with suicidal thoughts, you can come tonight. A voice will get you home. A voice will take care of you. You got doubts whether this message is true or whether you can have the Holy Ghost or whether you're going to lose the Holy Ghost. You can have that assurance today. You don't have to struggle another minute. God can become very personal to you tonight. You don't have to struggle another day. Maybe fear has gripped your life, but you can break free from its chains tonight. If that's you tonight and you need prayer, there's a voice here. A voice behind the voice. Won't you hear that voice tonight? Won't you come? If that's you, you find yourself in any one of those situations, the altar's open. Remember, the cross has to weigh home tonight. The cross. Brother Mike, won't you lead us in some worship? See, he's here to draw you tonight. Draw you away from all the chaos around you. Draw you away from all your doubts, all your unbelief tonight. To draw you away from all these other voices. And he's telling you, I'm the voice.
I'm the voice. I'm using William Branham's lips. I'm using Joe Adams' lips. I'm using Tim Pruitt's lips. Aaron Oglesby's lips. Timothy Pruitt's lips. Ron Spencer's lips. I'm using your lips tonight. Won't you hear the voice tonight, church? While we're here just for a few minutes and we close this service out, let's not, let's not be so hateful that we miss an opportunity.
How his love and mercy found me and near the cross, a trembling soul, his love and his mercy found me. the time 
thankful for that. Let's sing it again now. He was there all the time. He was there all the time. Oh. 
Listen to that voice, amen, as he guides us all the way home, amen, amen, 
Let's sing that song. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that'll be. Amen. Continue to remember to pray for those as they travel this week. Amen. And come expecting Sunday. Amen. We'll sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed. dismissed tonight so it's onward to the price before us soon his beauty will be born and soon the pearly gates will open we shall tread the streets of gold and when we all will get to heaven 